With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Chav Gimel, page 23. We begin on Chav Beis Mabez 22b, the last line. We said in the Mishnah that anyone can write a get, even someone who's deaf, even someone who's insane, even someone who's a child. So we say we're asking here in the Gemara, uh, they're not B'nai De'a. They don't have Da'as, they don't have the ability to know in order to write Lishma. They need to write that it's for this one and for that one. They need to have the right intentions in mind. Not, they don't have that ability. Amar Rufuna. So Rufuna says, Wuhusha Yagadal Aymed Al Gabav. So Rufuna takes a, an unusual path, explains Rashi, because we could have explained that they're just writing the actual get, the, get itself. And we don't need Lishma. We don't need Lishma to get itself because it's Rabbi Meir who holds that you need it to be written. Only the signing has to be done. When we talk about writing at Lishma, it only has to be the signing has to be done Lishma for the right people. So, but he doesn't say that. Wuhusha Yagadal Aymed Al Gabav. He holds like a Balazar that says that the, the Adem is Sirakarti. It's not the main thing. Of the writing is not the the signatures, but rather the main thing of the writing is the writing itself, and that has to be done correctly. And therefore, Rafuna says that the cases where we're talking about somebody standing over them, making sure and telling them what, exactly what to do, exactly what to think. That's the case. Let's say you have a non-Jew and a Jew is standing on top of him to make sure he does it right. So according to you, it should also be kosher. You'll say that's indeed true. We have a bright that says a non-Jew is not allowed to write a get. He's not allowed to write a divorce document. So the Gemara answers, no. That's different because a non-Jew is going to do whatever he feels like doing. So, but a child or a cherish or or an insane person, so they don't have enough dots to do their own thing, but rather they're going to do whatever you tell them to do. Then Rav Nachman said the whole thing is not true. The Amri that we that that which we said to me the from the fact that we said that a non-Jew is not allowed to bring it, we can deduce that in regards to writing it, he is allowed to write it. Indeed, he is. We have a brisa that says this brisa that we mentioned earlier, the non-Jew is not allowed to do it. So we answer that that is Rabbilazar. That's Rabbi Lazar who says that we need the Edim. The Edim are the ones that are creating the efficacy of the get, of the divorce document, and therefore it has to be written, the writing has to be Lishma. So therefore, So in regards to the actual writing of the get, the, so if you need if you need the get to be written Lishma, so the, the non-Jew is not going to be able to, to accomplish that. But if you don't need it to be written Lishma, all you need is the signature to be signed Lishma, to be signed for the right people, then that's something that a non-Jew can do. He can actually write the get, and then the Jews can sign on it. Amr Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, Amr Hayy Rav Meir, Rav Meir used to say, Afilu Matzibah Ashba, Chazmah Vinasan Kasher. Even if you found it inside of a garbage can, and then you went and you signed in the kosher witnesses, so that's fine, because Rav Meir holds that the main thing is the witnesses, and it doesn't matter exactly how it's written, even as long as the names are correct, even if it wasn't written for these people. Esri Rav Lerav Nachman, Rav asks the following question from Rav Nachman, Because of the Lishma, it says in the verse that it has to be written Lishma, it has to be written for her. My love, Ksivus Aget. Pashas, the simple explanation of the verse is talking about the actual writing of the divorce document. Maran says, Loi chasimus edim. It's talking about the actual signatures, according to Rameir. Eisvei Rava, Rava asked another question. Any get that's not written for any woman, it's no good. So the question was that uh, it sounds like the writing is the ikr thing, is the main thing. So we say, no, read it. Anything that wasn't signed properly for some woman, it's possible. You can change it, and that's what it should read, according to Rameir. I'll ask you another question. When you write it, meaning if you write part of it, 
for the right people. It's as if you've written the whole entire thing for the right people. My love, because you close for the Torah, maybe it means that when you write the main part of the get, which has the names of this one and that one and the names of their cities, so that's the part that you're writing Lashma. It says, even as if you wrote the standard part of the get, uh, for the right people. So we say, no, that's not the explanation. Rather, what it means, according to Rabbi Meir, is when you sign it for the right people, it's as if you wrote the whole thing for the right people. Another answer that we can answer to all of these three different questions that Rabbi asked, Hani, must need some money. Who are all of these missioners that imply that the writing has to be done for the right people? It's Rabbi Lazar, the Amr Kedim, Monsieur Karti. He says that the main thing that creates the efficacy of the get is not the Edim, the witnesses that are signed on it, but rather the witnesses who are there to watch it being given over. So therefore, he holds, Rabbi Lazar holds, the writing itself has to be done the Shema. Rabbi Yehuda, Shmuel. Now we're coming back to the original question that we asked, and we're giving a different answer. What was the original question? We said, how is it that a child is able to be able to write a get? He's not a Bardas, he doesn't know how to write the Shema. So here, if Yudor Mashmul is saying, he answers that, you know why it's okay when they did it? Because they only wrote the standard parts of the get. They didn't write the parts that require uh, specifics. said in the name of Ula, which is talking about a case where you left over a space for the uh, imperative and important parts of the get. And that the main thing is that the get itself be written correctly with the right intentions in mind. So therefore they didn't write that part, they just wrote the standard part. Rabbi Zika Amar Yechanan, Rabbi Zika says the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Eina Taira. This is not good, a good understanding of the Mishnah. My Eina Taira, what does it mean it's not a good understanding? Amar Abba, Kana Diacha, this is teaching She'en Kach Lishma, that you don't need Lishma so much in the document. Why? Because it's Rabbi Meir, the Amar Eide Chasim Akarti. Meaning, what are they doing? They're writing indeed the entire, get the entire divorce document, even the Torah, even the main part that has the names in it. And you know why it's okay? Because that part does not need to be Lishma, because it's Rabbi Meir, who holds that only the signatures have to be Lishma. Amar is it true that Rabbi Yechanan said what you just said? But behold, Rabbi Barbarchan said in the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Lazarhi, that the Mishnah is Rabbi Lazar. So my answer is, Amoroi Nanu Valibid Rabbi Yechanan. That actually it's an argument between the different Amoroim, exactly what Rabbi Yechanan said, whether he said that the Mishnah is Rabbi Lazar or the Mishnah is Rabbi Meir. Masisim, we begin the Mishnah. Hakok share in the Havias Haget. Everyone is allowed to bring a get, everyone is kosher to bring a get. Chutz except for someone who's deaf, someone who's insane, someone who's a child. Vesuma someone who's blind, and someone who is a non-Jew. Let's say when the child got it, afterwards, after he got it, he grew up, meaning he got it when he was 12 and 3 quarters, and then when it was time to give it, he was already 13. Let's say he was deaf when he originally got it, but then he became able to hear, he was healed. Let's say he was blind when he originally got it, and then he became able to see. He was insane, but then he became sane. He was a non-Jew and he became a Jew. All these cases, it's no good, you can't bring it. Let's say he was, he was able to hear, and then he became deaf, and then he was able to hear again. He was able to see, he became blind, and he was able to see again. He was sane, then he became insane, and then he became sane again. Kasher. So that's okay, that's fine, as long as he started and ended in in a, a state of okayness. This is the general rule. As long as he started and ended with da'as, with ability, with knowledge, so that's okay. Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Bishlama, we understand that a child and an insane person and a person who's deaf, they do not have the ability to be able to, to accomplish what we need to accomplish. 
And we understand why non-Jew is not able to do because he's not someone who has the ability to, to give his own wife a get. So in Shlichas, if you want to make somebody your messenger, he has to have the ability to do what you can do. So why is a blind person not able to do it? Because he can divorce his own wife. So because he doesn't know who he's getting it from and who he's giving it to. So therefore, he can't bring it yet. That's a bomb question. How is a blind person allowed to, to be with his wife? He doesn't know it's his wife. He can't see. And how can regular people be allowed to, to be with their wives at night? They might not, uh, they might not know it's, it might not be their wife. Because we have a recognition of the voice. Voice recognition. That a blind person, even though he can't see, but he does have the ability to recognize a voice. And therefore he has the ability to give over a get. So what's the problem? Why is an, a blind person not able to give over a get? Elam Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, We're talking about a case where are coming from outside of Israel into Israel. That it's necessary for him to say that it was written and signed in front of him. Since he was blind, so he doesn't have the ability to say that. So if that's the case, let's say he was, was able to see, and he got it, he saw that it was written inside in front of him, and he became blind. He has the ability to say this. He can say, That should be okay, according to what you're saying. And the Mishnah seems to say not that way. If he was able to see, and then he became blind, and then he was able to see again, that's okay. It's only because he was able to see again. It implies that if he didn't become able to see again, that he would not be able to, to give it over. The Gemara says no. It, it, it would be true that even if he didn't become able to see again, he would still be able to give over the get since he originally saw it. Since we said a case where he was sane, he became insane, and then he became sane again, there it's dafka. There it's only because he became sane, sane again. So if he didn't become sane again, if he remained insane, then he would not be able to, to bring it. So therefore, that's how he said the case that he became, he was able to see, he became blind, then he able to see again. But the truth is that it's Labdafka, it's not necessarily true. We just said it in order to have conformity in the Mishnah. Amravashi, Ravashi says, Dekanami, we can deduce this as well, the Kotani, because we learned in the Mishnah, Zehaklal. This is the general rule. Anything that starts and ends with Da'as, that's the that's the thing that we're being medayik in. It says if you start and end with with knowledge, kosher, it's okay. It doesn't say anyone who starts and ends off with with uh, with kosherness. So that implies that as long as he has das and a suma, a person who's blind certainly does have the ability to comprehend things and to be able to interact with the world. So that's okay. Shmamina, it's a good proof. So this is how we prove that indeed if he was was originally able to see and then he became blind, so it's indeed kosher. And that's that shows us that indeed the only reason that a blind person is normally problematic is because he can't say nechta, nechta, and in this case he would indeed be able to say that it was signed and, and sealed in front of him. They asked the following question from Yami. Evid, What's going to be a, can an Evid, a slave, have the ability to to become a Shliach, a messenger, in order to receive a get? For a woman from the hands of her husband. Amr Lahu, so he responded and said, Rabbi Yami said, from the fact that we say that a non Jew can't do it, we turn to page 23b, we can deduce the Evi Kasher. It's only a non Jew who can't do it, but a, but a slave can do it, because he has the halacha like a Jew. Amr Ravasi, Ravasi says, Amr Biachan in the name of Biachan, Inha Evid Nasa Shliach Lakabogel, Isham Yabbaila. That an, an Evid indeed is not able to become a, a messenger. A slave can't become a messenger to receive a get for a woman from her husband. Because he's not included in the concept of, of, uh, of divorce and marriage. 
Rabbi Lazar asked the following question: Time the milsa the less a. What what are we saying? The reason is because something that he can't do. If he could do it, then he would be then he'd be kosher. Meaning, what's the definition of a messenger? Only somebody who can who has the ability to do it for himself. So then he can do it for someone else. They have a non-Jew or a kuthite. They have the ability to bring their own truma. The Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, if let's say they want to give off their tithes, this guy, this, this non-Jew, or this Kutite, so it works. We learned in the Mishnah, nevertheless, even though he can do it on his own, for his own stuff, a non-Jew does not have the ability to take off Truma for a Jew. So my timer, what's the reason? Is it not because the the verse says atem, gam atem. Specifically it says by Truma that you have to do it and it says gam atem, also you. So what's the word also coming to include? Ma atem Yisrael, Yisrael. That just like the person who's doing it is a Jew, so to whoever is the messenger has to be a Jew as well. So that would exclude an Evid. Because he too is not considered a full-fledged Jew, so therefore he wouldn't be able to do it as well. Sigmar answers... We say in the name of the the, the yeshiva of Rabbianai, it's not true. Actually, the right Joshua is like this. Just like you are people who are within the covenant of Hashem, so to whoever wants to be your messenger has to be in the covenant of Hashem. So since an Eved is indeed in the covenant because he is a chayev, he's obligated to mitzvos like a woman, therefore he would indeed be able to be a messenger. So that explains why, specifically by Gaget, do we say that an Evid can't be the messenger. A slave can't be a messenger by a divorce document because he doesn't have the ability to give a divorce document himself. But by other things, in, indeed, he would be able to be a messenger. He cannot be made into a messenger to be able to receive the divorce document for a woman from her husband. Like we said, because he's not included in the whole concept of Gittin and Kedushin. Even though we learned, and this, this even though is going to be explained soon, because it doesn't sound like it flows very well, that if, let's say, a master says to his maidservant, you are still my maidservant, but your child that's about to be born, or that will be born, will be free. So if she was indeed pregnant, so the child goes out free. What does it mean that if the child was, if, if, she, was, if she was pregnant, then indeed it goes out free? Because of Shmuel bar Yehuda, Tarti. Shmuel said in the name of Rabbi Yechanan that there are two things being stated here. Tarti Amar. He said two things. It seems to be, the matters would seem to be, that an Eved, a slave, can receive a get for his friend from from his master, I'm sorry, from his friend's master. But not from his own master. Why? And Rashi explains, because since since the slave is a continuation of the hand of his master, so he can't it can't be considered like he took it for someone else. So he can't even be a messenger for him. And if you want to say that this is just a simple, straightforward halacha, it's not true. Because there is a case where even though she's not getting freed, she still is able to accept it for something else. What's the case? If there's a case where he gives it to his maidservant and says, the child that's inside of you is going to be freed, so the child indeed is freed. So how does she get it if she's an extension of the hand? So they said to him, So two, two great rabbis explain this matter. Rabbi Zer and Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. The first one said, and they're going to they're going to build on each other. This is Rabbi, the Amar. Someone who frees half of his slave, Kana. So he's Kana, meaning if let's say I, I say to, to my slave, you can have your right hand back. It's going to be now free for you to use for your own for your own for your own purposes. So that's okay. 
So over here also, so he's saying, so what the master is saying to his maidservant is that you can have a piece of you, one of your limbs back. Vichad Omar, and the other one explained further, my time of the Rebbe, what's the reason? Baha, in this matter, because he holds, Uber Yerech Imehu, that a fetus is considered a limb of the mother. It's considered that he has given to herself one of her limbs, and therefore the child will go out free. So even though normally a slave cannot accept it for someone else, here it's considered that he, she's accepting it for a part of herself, which is going to end up being a separate person. Masis, we begin the next Mishnah. Even women who are not normally believed to say that her, her husband died, because why? Because they have some reason they want, they want to mess her over. So, nevertheless, they are believed in order to bring her get. Her mother-in-law, and her sister-in-law, and her co-wife, and the woman who would become her co-wife if her husband would die and she would marry her brother-in-law, and her stepdaughter, all of these women are believed in regards to a get. Ma being get lemisa. What's the difference between a get and them coming and saying that he's dead? She haksav Because you have this document. They're bringing a document, and the document itself proves that indeed what they're saying is true. Ha'isha haatzma Woman herself can bring her own get. Meaning, he, the husband sends it with her and says to her, "I want you to be divorced when you get to a certain place." So as long as she says she is divorced. We begin the Gemara. Tanya, we learn in our Brisa, "Kishem she'ain namanis lemer beis ba'ala kach ain namanis lavigita." We just said on the Mishnah that they're believed to bring the get. We have a Brisa that says explicitly that they're not believed to bring a get. Rav Yosef, like Kasher, Rav Yosef says it's not a problem. Kan ba'aretz kan b'chutzlarts. Depends if you're talking about if you're coming from Israel into Israel or you're coming from outside of Israel into Israel. Ba'aretz the lava di bura di dokasim chinon. If you're bringing a get inside of Eretz Yisrael, so we don't need to depend on what she says. Mahamna. So then she's going to believe. Meaning, if we have to depend on her to say b'fanei nechla b'fanei nechla, we're not going to believe. However, you bring it from outside of Israel into Israel, and we're going to have to depend on her. So we're not going to believe her. So Abaye says, Actually, the exact opposite, the other way around makes more sense. If you bring it inside of Israel, that if the husband would come, we would trust him, we would believe him, because you don't have to say, We can say that he's trying to, that, that this other woman is trying to mess her up. So in Israel, where you don't have to say, and the husband might come later, so therefore, she's not believed to, to bring a get. Outside of Israel, we have to bring it from outside of Israel into Israel. Since you're saying so the husband is not going to be listened to so there she is indeed believed because it's clear that she's not coming to mess things up we have a brisa that's explicitly like Abaye a woman is allowed to, to bring her own get from a If a woman who's not normally believed to say that her husband died, these, this her mother-in-law, her sister-in-law, etc., so nevertheless they are believed to bring a get, she who is believed to say that her husband died, certainly she's believed to bring her get. We continue on the Chavtal Ramad Aleph, page twenty-four A, from the place that you that you learned it out from Malachal and Tzrichas Shem Bafanenachem. We said, how can you prove it from there? There they need to say Bafanenachem Bafanenachem. Afi Tzrichas Shetam Bafanenachem Bafanenachem. So to she has to say it. So the Gemara ends up saying that indeed she indeed has to say Bafanenachem Bafanenachem. But what do you see? You see that they are believed in a case where you have to say Bafanenachem Bafanenachem. That means they're believed in a case where they're coming from Chutzlarts outside of Israel into Israel. They're believed to say Bafanenachem Bafanenachem. Why? Because now the Ba will no longer be believed later. But in fact, if you brought it inside of Israel, these other women would not be believed 
because they don't need to say b'fan and nechta and nechta, and therefore the Baal could come along later, which is exactly like Abaye says. Now let's just take this Gemara all the way to the two dots. It's another few lines. Amar of Ashi. Rav Ashi says, Our mission is actually, you can also see this from the mission itself, because the mission says, The woman herself brings the get, that uh, she has to say, So it's clear the mission itself is talking about a case where you're coming from outside of Israel into Israel. I mean, no, it's a good proof. Rav Yosef, what is Rav Yosef going to say? How is he going to explain the Mishnah? What are you going to say? The, the beginning and the end of the Mishnah are talking about bringing from outside of Israel and the middle case which is talking about the mother-in-law and the sister-in-law etc so it's talking about in Eretz Yisrael according to Rav Yosef that's a case that they're believed in Tumar answers yes that the, the first case and the last case are talking about outside of Israel into Israel and the middle case is talking about where you're bringing it inside of Israel itself Mimai, how do we see it? Tony from the fact that it says Ma ben get what does it say? what's the difference between a get and where, where somebody died that the woman is not believed in that case these women are not believed but they are believed in the case of get it doesn't say that that uh, they're believed because of the fact that you have the document and their mouth meaning and you have something that they're saying so it's, it shows that the case is not talking about the case where they're saying anything at all so therefore Rabbi Yosef says in fact the Mishnah sounds like me that we're talking about a case of Eretz Yisrael itself and that's the case where these women the mother-in-law the, the sister-in-law etc are indeed believed we'll continue from here in the next daily daf